You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Metrics and Chill. My guest today is Mike Donnelly. He's the founder and CEO at 7th Sense, which is, let's see if I get this right, Mike, email delivery optimization system. I get it? That is correct. <laughs> um, we're users of it ourselves here at Databox, big fans. Mike, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Thanks, John. Great to uh, great to be here, and always great to uh, you know great to connect. It's been it's been quite some time. Yeah, likewise. I think the last time I saw you like in person was inbound. Uh, twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Yeah, 2018, you, you had a booth. Maybe. You had a booth yeah. there set up. Yeah, showing off seven cents. I couldn't I couldn't get near you because there was so many people at the booth. So <laughs> uh, you were a big shot. Uh, but why don't you tell everybody what seven cents is for those in the audience who don't know? What is seven cents? What is email delivery optimization? Cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll try to frame it back. You being you know really a content guru, uh, I'll, I'll frame it back to that. Uh, but there's two fundamental problems with the world of email today, whether it's email marketing, sales sending email, friends sending email, whatever it might be. The, the, the first of those problems is Google, Microsoft, corporate systems. They're literally waging a war on spam. And I'm not talking about like really your professional spammers that are trying to steal your credit card information, but rather, you know they view marketers as sending far, far too much email. Um, it's, it's the same thing with, with salespeople. So they've invested tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into these artificial intelligence systems that are trying to block out, you know, just unwanted email. So that's kind of like, we've got this brick wall that we've got to, that we've got to overcome uh, when we send emails. The second part is, I think, Probably everybody would agree that we'll get more email this month. We did last month and last month we got more email than the month before. So it's just this ever increasing volume of communication coming at us day in and day out. And so, you know, specifically speaking about a marketer, it's harder for our emails to get seen and engaged with. And just like, you know, you ask people questions of like, why do you invest in SEO? It's to try to get you in the highest position possible when somebody does a Google search. Uh, because whoever's in those top three spots is going to get the most love. Right. But there's no solution like that for email until Seven Cents came along, which is we are very much like an SEO system where what our goal is is to try and get you as high in the inbox as we possibly can when an individual is actually sitting down to go through their inbox. So it's elevating your visibility in that person's inbox, whether that's getting above your five competitors that somebody may have given their email address to, whether it's, you know, there's tons and tons of emails that are all vying for our attention. So we're trying to get you your fair attention in that inbox. I love that. I love the idea behind inbox optimization, not talked about enough beyond like subject lines and stuff, but I know seven cents with, with send time optimization and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just feel like, badly needed and not enough marketers are are leveraging that and we're going to get super meta today because the metric mike is coming to talk to us about of course is related to email and the metric that we're going to be focusing on is active audience with email and i I feel like before we get into it can you just define what that is what is active audience with email yeah so it's it's of my opinion that most marketers measure email incorrectly. And what I mean by that is, in, in a lot of instances, 
marketers measure on a micro level, meaning how did this one email perform? What was my open rate? What was my click rate? What was my, you know, uh, click through rate? That only tells you so much. Not every single email is meant to be opened or clicked. I mean, think about it. I, I pay for newsletter subscriptions that I don't, I don't read every single email, but they still send me emails and it's, there's inbox impressions, all of those types of things. So what active audience really measures is if I look over a specific time frame, how much of my audience engaged in at least one email that I sent to them? So whether that be, hey, I'm going to look over the last month. If I send an email to 5,000, 50,000 subscribers, how many of those subscribers opened or clicked at least one email in that given time frame? Because conventional wisdom would tell you, and this is the way a lot of executives think is, if I have an average 20% open rate, then everybody on my list is opening one out of every five emails that I send to them. Right. That's actually not the case at all. It's You could sway towards that, or you could say, you know what, you really only have 20% of your audience that's, over, uh, that's active. Now I can learn something. What can I do for that other 80% to try and get them to engage? Or maybe it's time to like flush them out of my database so they don't have to continue to pay for them so that I can increase what's called my domain reputation. And I'm happy to dive into that more, but it's more or less like a credit score in our personal lives. Our domain reputation is what Google and Microsoft and corporate spam systems use to determine whether or not your email is inbox worthiness. And the number one thing that they measure is are people actually engaging in your emails? So if 80% of your list is just never engaging with you or even 90%, that's a huge red flag for them that people really just don't want your email. And so therefore they're not going to miss it if I put it in the spam folder or quarantine it all together. Right. Um, so active audience looks at a specific timeline to say how many total people that I've sent at least one email to have engaged within that specific timeline. Okay. So like the first question that we always jump into is like, why was this area a priority? And you kind of, touched on that a little bit in terms of like why it's important, but why specifically was, you know, improving active audience for seventh sense. Why was that important for you? So it didn't start off as like a huge component of importance for us because we, we did have really high engagement rates, but we were curious hmm. um, as, as to what this looked like. In addition to that, we saw a lot of issues with uh, existing customer base, with you know existing customer base, larger customers that were having what they perceived as inboxing or deliverability challenges. And so we started building out this metric to actually understand it more. Um, and what we started to see over time was, even though we historically had high engagement rates, that was start or a, a high active audience rate over time that started to continue to depress itself and therefore we didn't want to get ourselves into a situation where oh gosh we're an email we're an email delivery <laughs> optimization company and now our emails are starting to go to spam um that that would have you know really spelled death for any of our customers that were getting our emails, seeing our emails land in their in their spam folders. Um, and so we really started taking and looking and tracking that number. And sure enough, again, we were seeing that number start to de depress or decline over time. And that's natural. I mean, your email list may grow over time, but that doesn't mean your subscribers, you know, the same number of subscribers from four years ago are going to engage at the same rate as subscribers that are 
that are ultimately new. And so once we started seeing these issues arise, we started taking action on it. That's a good point. You have to be, you kind of have to be the shining example. That reminds me of when I was at, at Litmus. It's an email testing tool. And you cannot send an email with an error in it if if you're Litmus, right? <laughs> like, not only does it look bad, like, oh, there's a broken image, like, for anybody else, but also they're like, didn't they use their own product? Does it not work? Like, how did they miss this? And all of a sudden, it becomes a reflection on the product itself. And so that, when you said that, that reminds me of, of my time at Litmus, isn't that how rigorous the testing process was and how they always talked about... Um, our head of marketing at the time, Justine, always coined this phrase, the fear, the fear of hitting the send button. Like if you didn't have that fear, like you weren't doing it right. <laughs> like, so like for, and for seven cents, it's the same thing, right? Like your, your email has got to be getting delivered, right? You're an email delivery yeah. optimization platform. So that makes sense why that was a priority. And you kind of want to be the shining example of that, uh, of, of, a of an email or a company with high delivery rates. Right. So so you identified this area, you were seeing some some of it uh, depress in, in, in certain segments of your audience. So talk about like the actual X's and O's. You're going in, you want to improve your active audience. Where do you start? What did you actually do that worked? So, and again, we've done this not only for ourselves, but we've had lots and lots and lots of uh, customers do it as well. But one of the pieces of our technology, which is... I don't want to say newer, but it's a, it's a huge area of investment that we've made and, and we're continuing to make investments is to try and predict on an individual basis based off of John's pattern of behavior, based off of Scott's pattern of behavior, based off of Jen's pattern of behavior. What is the likelihood of them actually engaging in my email? It's not only by, you know, what we're well known for is send time optimization. What time should I send you? But also what is the likelihood or probability of you engaging? And so we automatically apply what we call an activity class to each individual. And that can be anywhere from you're inactive, you're more passive, you're active in my email program, or maybe we're evaluating, which means we're trying to understand you a little bit more. Um, and so what we started to say was, hey, our, and, and we've seen this in just so many instances, like inactive people, like open rates for them tend to be like in the, 0.5 to 1.5% open rate. Like that's straight up open rate. So one, why, why are we even sending them emails? Um, it, it, th those more or less are just dead, uh, right. you know, dead emails. Then our passive, what, we, what we've also recognized is our, pa our passive audience and passive audiences for a lot of our customers are kind of, they're highly, highly, highly valuable but they're the people that are more susceptible to marking you as spam, unsubscribing, because you're just hitting their inbox too frequently. Like they're showing you signs that say, you know what, you gotta slow, like slow your right. roll. I don't need an email from you every week or every, you know, you'd be better off sending me an email every month or every quarter and I'm gonna stay a high value customer. Whereas then you've got like your active audience, which are, these are the people that are gonna open and click everything that you send to them because you know, they're so highly involved. And so what we started saying is, okay, for this inactive audience, if we want to get our active audience rates up and stay kind of like our domain reputation healthy um, and also making sure that we're not emailing people at too high a frequency, then what we've got to do is we've got to really just kind of like think of, all right, it stinks, but we're going to throw out our inactive audience from email sense. Maybe every once in a while we'll try to do a reactivation campaign with them. 
but our passive audience, we're really going to change up the frequency with them. Um, so rather than sending them, you know, even an email once a month, we started sending them an email every month and a half. And just by simply making that change, it could have a big, we thought it could have a big impact. And then our active audience, we're just going to keep, and people can move around between these different segments. Right. Just because you're active doesn't mean you're not going to go to passive. Just because you're passive, hey, maybe I was interested in your product nine months ago, and now that interest has really jumped up again. So now I'm more active in your email program. So sure. the system learns all of those those patterns. And so by simply just kind of like changing some of the frequency at which we were sending those passive that passive audience, um, it was probably around last i want to say last june that we uh really started taking this approach um and then by the end of 2020 or i'm sorry um yeah 2020 we started seeing around a 17 percent increase in our active audience jumping back up which put us into like a really good position and we've just continued that same pattern since then um for the for, for the first part first quarter of this year right. and so i think we'll just continue down that path so when you see the active audience improving, is it mostly passives that then engage at a rate that trips them into the active bucket? Like, well, they they may stay passive. They may stay in kind of like that passive bucket, but you're emailing that uh, emailing them at a, at a more at a, at a better frequency for them. Right. Right. Which is what the system is identifying. And yes, it's certainly over time, if they continue to engage more and more then they could potentially move back into like that active realm. Is it different content that you're sending? So the passives, you're sending them an email every 90 days, it sounds like. Is it different content or would it be similar to what they would have got if they were on the active list? It, you can do it one of two ways. Like we, we are not, there are certainly high frequency centers that are sending email like once a week, once a day, multiple times a week. For those types of, you know, emailers that are in that type of, I mean, we're probably every two to three weeks, unless you're part of uh, a major nurturing uh, campaign, then it's, you know, a little bit, the frequency right. can be higher. Um, but for those, for those audiences, when you're sending a higher frequency, when you, the content provider are sending at a high frequency, we do recommend that you change up the content. Say, for example, you said a weekly newsletter. Take the best con performing content from all four weeks and send that to your passive audience. Right. Makes sense. Once it's a month. highly yeah. curated. And you can automate so much of that, especially if you're using something like a HubSpot, um, which we utilize internally and we're big fans of. Um, but you can really start automating that whole content process to just offer up your high, highly highly curated content so that when me as the passive subscriber gets this it's like wow this is actually really really good because you've learned over the last four weeks yeah you've learned from <laughs> yeah. what the active audiences has shown sure. you over the past four weeks that makes a lot of sense do you and do you segment further like do you have active audience by just leads prospects and active audience by customers or do you kind of group them all together we today we've grouped them all together, mm -hmm. uh, but that that would be another layer that you could take um, as far as diving deeper into, you know, what is my leads, prospects, and uh, customers look like? Right, because I could see you sending more product specific co uh, content or use cases, you know, to actives, and then maybe the passives get you know a roundup of the best ones every every quarter or every ninety days or whatever it is. So I could right. see how you could take that further um, if you wanted to. So. It, it sounds like 
yeah, the active audience, the the approach was really segmenting by what did you call it? Uh, like their level, their passive, inactive, passive. Oh, so they, that's just like their activity levels. Activity, or their activity level. Okay. Email activity levels. So yeah. you segmented them by their email activity level and kept people on the active list, deliver an email at the same cadence, passive, maybe backed off a little bit, one email every 90 days, and then the inactives you just cut out altogether. Yep. And what, like, so talk about the results. Like, what impact did that actually have on the active audience metric? So our active audience metric jumped up over the, when we first started doing that process, it jumped up by about 17%. And then it stayed pretty, uh, pretty steady since we've implemented that process. Now, also by measuring active audience, there's two sides of that coin is one, if you really start to see a decline, that's usually an indicator that either one, I need to come up with a better segmentation strategy or two, I'm having a deliverability issue or an inboxing challenge because it's just fallen off a cliff. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, if your active audience is 70, you know, even above 60, 70, 80, 90 percent in any given month, you're probably not being aggressive enough with email. Like right. you, you could tend to send more email. Yeah, I was going to um, say, like, so, what's a good benchmark? Like, wh- right, what so do you... we, we, we highlight those benchmarks kind of in our system. Yeah. Um, anything below, like, call it 15 percent active audience, especially below 10 percent. 9.9 out of 10 times, you're having an inboxing challenge, meaning Google, yeah. Microsoft, corporate spam systems, they don't like you. you. You need to take immediate action because you're not even reaching the people that want to hear from you. Anywhere from 15 to kind of like 30% is like, hey, once you get below 25%, maybe you want to get into a, a better segmentation strategy. And anywhere from 30 to call it 50%, you're in good, you're in really great shape keep doing what you're doing. Maybe you can tend to be a little bit more experimental. And if you're above 50%, you probably need to be sending a lot more. Be email. more aggressive. Yeah. Right. Be more aggressive with your email, uh, with your email list. Where were you before? I don't think I asked you that before. Like before you so started we were this... hovering. Yeah. We were hovering somewhere around like 45, anywhere from 42 to 45%. We look at it every month. Um, and then we started dropping down into the high 20s. And that at that point, we were like, okay, this is where the, again, we're, we're starting to get nervous. We got to make sure our emails are inboxing and uh, we're not running into deliverability issues. So we, we just got ahead of it at that point. And through the segmentation, you saw the boost to 17%. Yeah, and so now we're back up to around 45, you know, anywhere from 40 to 45% on a monthly basis. 45. So you're getting close to that 50 uh, benchmark there where you might want to be more aggressive. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. We just need, to be honest, we need to create more good content. Yeah. <laughs> so. what, what, what typically are you sharing? Is it is it mostly content from the website? Like, uh, I know you, you, you said you started investing more in content and SEO. Is yep. that primarily or is it more use cases with the product, like mix of both? It's a, it's a, it is a mixture of kind of, um, we do a monthly newsletter, which is just very highly curated. It's, hey, w- what have I personally read mm-hmm. over the past month? What's really gotten into my mind the past month? What's a great webinar or a podcast that I've listened to this month? It's got a couple of job listings that either, you know, friends of mine have posted or companies that we work with have posted. So it's kind of like this huge roundup we rarely promote our any kind of internal content in that um, in that monthly newsletter. Then we've got nurture campaign specific emails that somebody came in and might have filled out a form about higher education marketing, and then we send them you know kind of yeah. like a drip. They also make it to our newsletter list, and then also on the product side, 
um, any kind of new product updates, things like that. If you've opted in to get those types of emails, those emails will go out to you as well. So it's kind of like a mixture of all three. And then we also have outbound email, but that's all through, that's not through a marketing automation system. We don't do any kind of right. uh, outbound through, through marketing automation. So tell me too, like any downstream effects from improving you know, your active audience, you know, you, you might have some listeners be like, okay, so you have more, you know, you have more engaged uh, readers, you might have higher inbox placement, you know, you're getting more people seeing your emails. What kind of effect do you see that having on anything in terms of leads, sales, upgrades, anything like that? Uh, so on, I mean, from, from our perspective, by I mean, we, we'll talk, let me talk about a, a quick customer case study. So we have, we're with a large uh, B2C company and by simply taking that approach of slowing the frequency to that high value passive customer base they were able to increase click rates across we don't have the full revenue numbers um, by by 300 percent in the first year of taking that approach so it was hugely valuable to them from a from a pure monetary perspective mm -hmm. from from our perspective we haven't seen any kind of like decline or anything like that it, it, it's just kind of like keeping us in more or less what we feel is like a safe zone. Right. Um, and, and giving us a barometer to say, hey, can we be a little bit more aggressive? Maybe somebody has a content idea. Let's push it out. Or maybe somebody has a content idea. Hey, let's not push it out. Like our active audience isn't doing great this month. Um, maybe we've got some webinar promotions that we want to do or something along those lines. It just gives us a, a little bit of a barometer of how is our overall email program, um, how's our overall email program working? And it keeps the whole thing sharp. So when you do yeah. have something you need to promote, you need your audience to see, you know you're you're well positioned to have, like you said, maybe forty five percent active audience. You're gonna have more eyeballs on it, and that is going to have, you know, an impact on you know downstream metrics. If it's a new plan, a new feature, um, whatever it is, right? So it makes right. sense, right, to well, keep it, it sharp. It's, yeah, it's it, it is a bit of that forest through the trees problem where uh, you know or seeing the forest through the trees because if I'm sending you an email every week and you're more of a passive subscriber, it's like, oh man, another email from Mike. Like I always use the example, I've never opened one of his emails, but Taco from Trello. <laughs> I have no idea who Taco is, but his name, Taco from Trello, is ingrained in my, is in my mind, but I've never opened one of his emails that he sends to me every single I think single he's a dog, week. right? Isn't he a, is a dog? I, I have, mascot? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's a dog, yeah. Okay, there you go. It's a dog. Um, but I've never opened, but if Taco from Trello slowed his frequency and sent me like some really high value piece of content or product update once a <laughs> month, I'd probably engage in it. So, so slow your roll Taco. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, this was, this was great, man. I, like I, I learned a lot here. I'm over here taking notes for, for email stuff. I mean, you, you talked about email at a, at, at a definitely at a high level that I think, uh, most marketers aspire to. So thanks for coming on and sharing the details, sharing the numbers. This was fun. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks as always for having me, John. And uh, again, it's been, it's been fun.
Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.